so good, so beautiful to just sit in the presence of God. Don't rush these moments. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Father. I pray today as we look again at your word, that it will become alive in our hearts. That we will drink it in, that we will consume it, that we will live it out loud. And so I pray your blessing upon these words today in Jesus' name. Last week, um, we talked about living in the light. And because we, uh, are at the moment, our, our meetings are, need to be kept around an hour, um, I, last week I would have liked us to discuss it at our tables. And so we're going to do a small recap this morning and give us opportunity to talk about some questions, some things about putting things into practice, you see, because it's so good being able to hear the teaching, hear the understanding, but together as the church, we can encourage one another to actually put these things in place, to actually put them into practice, and maybe talk about some things that we struggle with in, in, in times when we maybe want to live in the light, but things stop us from doing that, those sort of things. So um, if you've got your Bible, please open up at 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, and today um, we'll be looking at chapter 1 and chapter 2 until verse 14. But before we go there, I just want to remind us of John 13, verse 34 and 35. This scripture, these words, are at the very core of who we are as a community. And it's this, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And this strap line, this line that we have had for many years is this, to live in his love and to live it out. So how do we do that? How, and today, hopefully, we'll get some more understanding about that. And so living and loving is this little mini-series that we're going to look at in 1 John. Today, we're living in the light. Next time, we'll be living in the truth and then living in God's love and then living out God's love. So four things um, from the letter that John wrote here. So, verse 1 says this, The one who existed from the beginning is the one we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is Jesus Christ, the word of life. This one who is life from God was shown to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and announce to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was shown to us. We are telling you about what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy will be complete. This is the message he has given us to announce to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not living in the truth, but if we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ is, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from every sin. 
John starts his letter talking about Jesus. Because you see, Jesus is our ultimate example of living in the light. Jesus was seen and heard. We're told a, a few times in, that, in those first seven verses that Jesus was seen and heard and he was touched. And so my first sort of questions I want us to look at today in this first section, 1 John verses 1 to 7, is, is how can we be seen and heard and touched? How can we be seen and heard and touched? Ellen reminded us this morning about living in the light means that we are exposed. You know, when we're in the darkness, we're hiding and doing, well, we can never hide from God, can we? But we're hiding away and thinking we are hiding. In fact, God sees us. But when we're living in the light of his presence, we are exposed. And that's a good thing, not a scary thing, because you see, we can trust God. In every circumstance. So, spend some time at your tables thinking about these things. You can see, we are told a few things here. We're told that God is the light. We live in the, the, the light of God's presence. There's no darkness in him. Living in the light of God's presence means living as Jesus does. And Jesus was seen, he was heard, and he was touched, we are told. So, it's time for us to come out of the darkness. So, I wonder if you could put these questions up, Daniel, for the first um, thing. Seen, heard, and touched. How can we be seen, heard, and touched? How can we we support one another in this? So let's spend a few minutes talking about this at your tables. Maybe you've got some stories of of how you have uh, conquered this living in the light. Maybe you've got some stories of where things that you have done, people have seen, and and, and they've come to know Jesus, those sort of things. And maybe you have some ideas and tips on how we can support one another in living for Jesus. So let's spend a few minutes just talking about this at our tables, and then we'll have a little bit of feedback. Thank you. Okay. I'll come around to a couple of tables and see what some of the things you've been talking about. Andy, what what have you been talking about here then? Okay, could you let's sort of listen to some of the feedback. Sorry to cut you short. So, Andy. The most important thing is to encourage people when you see them living out their lives and affecting other people. Um, Because that way they'll know the effect that they're having on other people and how positive that can be. That is, that is really a very important way of supporting one another in this, isn't it? You actually, th- this whole letter that John is writing is encouraging the church there um, to actually keep on going. You are strong, as we will find out later. You have been forgiven, and you are people of the light. So, yeah, encouraging one another, and that's really, really important, isn't it? Okay, anything else? Is, is there any stories of being seen and heard, or is that your sort of main conversation there? Yeah, brilliant. Let's move on. Kinley. Remember, um, sorry, I remember uh, quite a long time ago, maybe 15 years now, uh, when I lived in Wales, and um, I got into an argument with uh, another Christian, and I got right up into his face, and I was quite aggressive, and he left the room, and I sat down, and I began to cry. I felt terrible about it, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you know, we're dead and alive in Christ. 
So in essence, I was shouting and swearing at Jesus when I looked at my brother, and it hit me hard, you know. And 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 uh, yeah. So I mean, John talks about this, doesn't he? Later on in in chapter two about we can't hate our brother and and live in the light. So so you you what we are saying, Kim, that you found first-hand experience of that in your life. It caused you to think, caused you to reflect and say, hang on a minute, this isn't right. I shouldn't be doing this and put it right. I think you can't go fishing, you know. You just get on, walk with the Lord, and as things come up, they come up because the Lord wants to deal with it, and we just give it to God every time. And we do the opposite of what our sinful nature wants, and that's living in the spirit. It's not about wishy-washy stuff. This is about being active. It's about having the fragrance of Christ, a sweet smell and fragrance that people look at us, and there's something about us that attracts them to it, and, and that's what I pray for. I think it's amazing that if you read this, and we're going to look at that in, in this in a bit, that actually in a moment that you know when we do have these times when we realize oh, hang on this isn't right i'm not doing what's right there is this forgiveness isn't that we can come back to god and say look i'm really sorry for this and we we, we we crack on we're living in the light okay i'm gonna go on with the next section uh brilliant well okay Fantastic. I hope you have some fantastic conversations and encouragement. Let's go to the next verse, which is verse 8, and read a few verses here. It says this, If we say we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and refusing to accept the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if you do sin, there is someone to plead for you before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who pleases God completely. He is the sacrifice for our sins. He takes away not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And how can we be sure that we belong to him? By obeying his commandments. If someone says, I belong to God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and does not live in the truth. But those who obey God's word really do love him. That is the way to know whether or not we live in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Christ did. So, Last week, I talked about these three words, obey, I'm sorry, confess, obey, and live. Confess, obey, and live. In these first verses, we, these few verses, we see this, this pattern of confessing, obeying, and living. It's like a spiritual reset, and reset, like I said last week, is the in word at the moment, so I'm going to use it. Spiritual reset, okay? It's a place where, okay, as we were just talking then, Sometimes we find that we, we move from the light into the dark maybe or, or we, we don't do the things that are right or we, we do hate a brother or sister. Well, let's come back to this place. Confess our sins. I, I just love this verse and it's just a beautiful verse. And, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. 
If we stop and pause and think about that for a moment, it's completely mind-blowing. The love of God, the love of Jesus for us, that he is faithful if we confess our sins. And then we go on to obey what Jesus says, what God commands. And then we live in that truth with the word of God alive in our hearts. And that's how we live in the light. And so let's spend a a couple of moments. Maybe you've talked about this in the last question, but maybe not. Talk about it now. I've emphasized the you. How do you live in the light? Maybe give some testimonies, some examples of how you live in the light. And then if we have time, think about that other question. What ways can you love others? You know, from the simplest thing to the biggest thing. How can you love others? How can you... How do you live in the light, and what ways can you love others? Let's let's talk about that for a few minutes. Thank you. Okay, coming to a couple of tables again. It's good this, isn't it? I don't get any eye contact when I'm walking around. <laughs> Dave, I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask you. Have you talked about how you live in the light or how, what ways you can love others? We're talking about living the light. Yeah. And... We're talking about living the light in a, in a sort of intentional, unintentional way. Just Colin quoted a couple of examples where he prayed for people. And the second one was because he'd shown light to the first one. And, and he, he wasn't walking around with a flag, I am a Christian, I am the light. People just picked it up from what he, what he said, how he prayed, his demeanor, how he brought someone to the hospital. That that's all the living in the light, and, and we're we're all about uh, the same mind that we don't go shouting people scriptures and Bible verses and things, but we we try and live our light. And if if uh, oh yes, I go to church, I go to this church, then maybe if anything more comes up, we're ready with our light switched on. I think I read that somewhere, didn't I? You know that um, when you love one another. People will know of that love because, you know, yeah, I've read that somewhere, yeah. So that's brilliant, isn't it? Seeing that in actual action. And um, that's encouraging for each of us, isn't it? You know, that we keep on going, that we are living in the light. Okay. Anybody want to share anything on here? No? I'll walk past then. But on here. Rudy, what have you been talking about? Michelle? Hello. Um, I just want to share what you have shared, you know, um, in how do you live in light and in what way you can love others through Jesus Christ. So she she shared her testimony about um, sharing that testimony about God will prompt us in a situation that even if it's very uncomfortable, 
uh, even if you don't want to speak. But if it's, uh, it's all about an uh, obedient heart, if God is telling you to tell that person, because that person was in the hospital and she was really um, not in the presence of God. He was a believer before, but uh, he just swayed off. And then uh, he, he went to commit suicide. But my friend just shared a word of the saying that encouraged that person to just pray. Even if you don't want to pray, just ask God what you do want to tell God. And she came back. That patient came back and said, oh, thank you for encouraging me and reminding me that God, and to pray to God. And she was a bit different than after that yeah. time. So you know that the, the touch of God yeah, even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Mm-hmm. But we use, God uses somebody that you need to have, like, obedient heart. Yeah. Thank you so much, because that, that just as a demonstration, again, of, of being obedient, you know, and that was what we were talking about today, is about when you confess our sins and then being obedient to what, what God, God says to us, not only in Scripture, but also when he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. So that's brilliant. Fantastic. Right, last section, and then. So verse 7 says this of chapter 2. Dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment, for it's an old one you have always had right from the beginning. This commandment to love one another is the same message you heard before, yet it is also new. This commandment is true in Christ and is true among you, Because the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. If anyone says, I'm living in the light, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves other Christians is living in the light and does not cause anyone to stumble. Anyone who hates a Christian brother or sister is living and walking in darkness. Such a person is lost, having been blinded by the darkness. John is being very frank here. He's being very open and honest. Loving one another brings exposure. You cannot love another person in the dark. In order to love one another, it requires taking a risk. It requires trusting in God. And he is faithful, as we have been told already. You see, When we have this reset, this spiritual reset I talked about a moment ago, we move from darkness to light. Living and loving, living in the light takes commitment, though. It takes a decision to live right, to be in relationship with God. I mentioned last week this statement, which I think is pretty much true, is this, that um, what you measure gets done. What you measure gets done. So when we're looking at these commandments, when we're looking at this loving one another, living in the light, how do we measure that? How do you measure that? Because, you see, if we don't measure it, then it may not get done. And so Paul, um, John gives us some really clear instructions of how to measure. You know, he says, if anyone truly loves one another and is living in light, it does not cause anyone to stumble. If you're causing one, someone to stumble, then maybe you're not. Living in the light. Um, Living in the light takes a decision to live right, to do the right thing. And if you're not doing the right thing and you're not in a right relationship with God or with others, then that's a good measure, isn't it? 
So let's spend a few moments here. Just maybe you can encourage someone on your table and say some of the measures. You may not talk and think like the word measure, but you can put whatever words you put in there, like what you value can you, you do. There's, there's lots of different words there you can put. But what measures can you put in place to determine we are living and loving? Or maybe you have already put measures in your life that you, you, measure, me, you measure. Or maybe you don't measure, and it's a, like a revelation. Maybe I do need to measure what, whether I am living and loving. So let's spend just two or three minutes on this, because time is flying by, and then I'll just wrap it all up. Okay? Thank you. Okay. Okay, let me come on this side of the room now. About this table at the back here. So, um, Caitlin, you've been pointed at. So, I, I don't know whether the person doing the pointing should have the microphone or you. So, yeah, yeah no. So. Yeah, I think we were talking about keeping short accounts with the Lord and with ourselves and uh, just paying attention to what he has to say to us and asking him, you know, Lord, what what are you, do you have something to say to me? Um, Is there something I need to change? Um, And just living life that way um, and staying close to him and reading his word. That is sound advice, isn't it? That is, that is good advice and fantastic to keep those short accounts. So that's a way that we can, we can measure our, our, own, our own selves, you know, so that we keep those short accounts. And that's, that's really good. Thanks for that, guys. Brilliant. Okay, let's do one more table. Um, let's come down to this last table down here then. Who should I speak on there? Look. Ellie's panicking. No? Okay. John, okay. You are? Go on, son. We we struggled because we just found it. Everything came back to just right living. Yeah, it, it was a bit annoying. I was like, no, need yeah. something a bit original here. But yeah, it does. Yeah. Why? I'm only doing this because he's my son. So uh, <laughs> well, well, why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Well, it's okay, a sprite. What happens when we don't live right? Yeah. Well, you just can't. We were saying if if it's any feeling of, of conviction, we just can't live with it. Yeah. And I mean, Ellen, you can't, just can't, can't live with it. So whatever it is, you have to sort it. Whenever it's on your mind, sort it straight away. So would you say that? Um, would you say then that if you if you because this is great, this is great. If, if your things aren't right, if you're not doing the right thing, then, then you have to put that right and do it. And that's, that, is, that is from the um, position of living in the light. But what if you know that the things that you're doing are not right and you move into the darkness hiding, you know, how, how do you, you know, just, 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 just a thought. I'm not, that's great. I'd love to unpack that in greater thing. But the... What I'm saying is, what you're saying is absolutely right, 
because you're, you're talking to someone who's living in the light, yeah? And so when we're living in the light, we, we, we are, keep short accounts. We, we know what God is saying and what Holy Spirit is saying. But when we're not living in the light, we can, we can live in darkness and carry on not doing the right thing, can't we? So as people of God, we need to encourage one another and love one another to, to come out of that darkness and say, look, that's, I, I see this, or I, I see this over you. I want to encourage you. I want to pray with you. I want to say, look, I'm going to help you come out of the darkness and live in the light. So you got something to say, Ellen? Well, only that I don't know where, oh, I don't know. I can't hide. I mean, one, Jesus knows where I am if I try to hide, but I just can't do it. So, but that's my life. I just can't. Brilliant. So you encourage others with that. And so this is what, how John finishes this section in verse 12. He says, I'm writing to you, my dear children, because your sins have been forgiven because of Jesus. I'm writing to you who are mature because you know Christ, the one who was from the beginning. I'm writing to you who are young because you have won your battle with Satan. Verse 14 says, I have written to you, children, because you have known the Father. I've written to you who are mature because you know Christ, the one who was from the beginning. I've written to you who are young because you are strong with God's word living in your hearts, and you have won your battle with Satan. Time is going, and I'd love to unpack that a bit more. I don't know whether you notice something about the grammar in those two in the writing there. He, he, he's, the first three, he says, I am writing. And then the, third, the, the next three, he says, I have written. What does that mean? You know, is he, is he writing to them in the present? This is what I understand. And he's saying, look, I've already written to you before about this. You know, and so this is a new commandment, but it is an old one as well, that we are to love one another, that we are to love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And so I want to say to you today, be strong. Live in the light. You know Jesus. Don't ever believe a lie that doesn't say that. You know Jesus. You have won the battle with Satan. So live victorious. Live in the light. Don't go back into the shadows. You know the Father, John tells us. So live in the light of his presence. Live in the light of his presence. You are strong with God's word living in your heart. So love one another. So come on, let's live in the light. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Lord, that we do know you, that you loved us so much, God, that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for us so that we would be able to live and live life to the full and live in the light of your presence. And that is absolutely incredible and amazing and wonderful. And we worship you and we praise you because of that, Lord. And so, Lord, I, I, I just thank you, Lord, that we are your people. We are your children, and we have your word alive in our hearts. 
You have won the victory, so therefore we have won the victory because you are alive in us. And so, Lord, I praise you and I glorify you. And I thank you for the stories. I thank you for the words. And may we go on encouraging one another, spurring one another on to keep on living, to keep on loving, and to keep on knowing that Jesus is with us, that God's presence, his Holy Spirit is with us every moment of every step that we take. I pray this now in the awesome name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.